Welcome back to the pod. It feels great to be back on. I feel like it's been far too long. And honestly, I, I've i been doing this for quite a while, but I feel like every time I go on, I still get super nervous. So bear with me if I sound like, if I'm stuttering or I just sound like I'm about to give a presentation, that's just like my nerves speaking. But... I'm super excited because I haven't been back on, I think, since July. I guess I haven't, like, physically recorded since July. I don't remember when I last uploaded, but I feel like I could probably, like, go back and look, but I'm not going to do that. So, I I think since you... Okay, wait. Let me collect my thoughts really quick here. Because the last time I talked to you guys, I was about to go on a trip with my mom to go back and see her family, which was super fun. Um, And I was talking to a dude. So (laughs) I will definitely update you guys on that. Um, Both of those. So the trip was great. We left at the end of August. We went for five weeks. And anyone who is like um, has family from Asia or just like any foreign country, honestly, the travel time is so exhausting and long and heavy and like just super like mentally and um, physically draining that you want to prolong your trip because it makes, you know, traveling worthwhile, I guess. Um, girl math, I guess, <clears throat> if you want to like think about it like that. But it was super fun. It was really hot. But like, honestly, any time of the year in Vietnam is hot. So I wasn't really like expecting anything less. I just really um, under, what's the word? I definitely, uh, I definitely did not expect it to be as hot as it was. And I don't do super great in hot weather. I'd rather be cold, honestly. But that's just me. You got used to it, though, for sure. But my mom had, like, the worst time just because, like, um, she has menopause. (laughs) So, like, her hot flashes would flare up way more frequently, and she just hated it. So that was actually really, like, interesting. Just because, like, in recent trips or, like, in past trips, she's always been the one to handle hot very well, and I haven't. So I handled it, I think, a little bit better than her this time around. But yeah, so that was really, it was really hot, but really fun. Um, Me and one of my cousins got super close because now we've, um, like, our age gap isn't that much. It was, it's probably like three or four years. But to be fair, the last time we saw each other, we were both 10 years younger than what we are now. So she's 21, I'm 25. So, you know, 15 and 11, that's not really like, I really wanted nothing to do with her. So, um, going back, it was really nice cause we're both like mentally kind of the same age now. And just like, we had more in common and like, just like we could relate more, you know? So that was really fun. She literally drove me everywhere. My personal Uber and she's just really cool. So she's a lot cooler than me, I will say. So that's really, um, not a shocker there. And that was really fun. So getting close with her was really nice. And like, I got to meet, um, some new family members because since the last time I was there one of my cousins had a baby and she was she's six now um and then my uncle had a daughter so they both had daughters that that are roughly around the same age and she's like five I think three or they're somewhere between four and six years old I'm not I'm not I'm not my memory's not great but it was really great to like meet them and they're so cute. And then my cousin, oh wait, no, my uncle also had a, him and his wife had a baby who was five months old. So he was just like the cutest thing ever. Totally, totally reignited my baby fever. Um, and they're just so cute. It's just cute to have a baby in the family. You know what I mean? Just like cute and cuddly and just, 
Everybody wants to hold him. And of course, he had to be the baby that literally nobody could hold because he just wanted either his mom, his dad, or his grandma. But, you know, he let me hold him. So I think that's a flex. Um, so that was really great. We didn't do a lot of traveling, I will say, just because like we went at the end of August to middle end of September. So my cousins were already going back to school and some of them are still in elementary school, preschool, kindergarten and high school. So that was kind of hard. So we'll definitely try to like not travel during the school year next time. I think we tried to do that because we were thinking about how it would be like post busy season here in America. So we didn't really think about like the convenience of that over there. So definitely going to try to keep that in mind for next time. We'll probably be back in like the next year or two, give or take. It's an expensive trip. So yeah. Anyway, it was really great. So that was like the good part of the trip is I got to see my family again and just spend like really good quality time. And honestly, like before my trip, not that I wasn't excited, but I was like really just like bitter. And I honestly like this will kind of relate to like just the summer that I've had. But I was just always a very like like pre pre family trip, like before going to Vietnam, I was super like just bitter. Like I was just a bitter person. I was bitter about life. I was bitter about my job. I was bitter about a lot of things and like not don't get me wrong. I wasn't like negative Nelly all the time, but I definitely was just like ungrateful and being on my trip and like listening to like how my family's dealt with like how COVID's um, affected their jobs, the economy, and just like how it's so hard for everyone to find a job right now. Like I definitely came back from my trip, super grateful for my job and like grateful that I even have a job to pay for the things that I can. And like, you know, still think about like trips I want to take and they have to just like think about getting a job so that they can just get by, you know what I mean? And that's just not for my family, but just like people in the community in general. So that was super like eye-opening and like, obviously I hope the community like and the economy gets better, but that just comes with time. Um, everyone's still dealing with like the aftermath of COVID and all that kind of stuff. So it was really hard to see, but um, I was really grateful for what I could have taken out of that. And, um, I've been a lot more just like nicer at work, <laughs> which I'm sure people have noticed. Like I, I try not to make it known that you can feel my bad vibes at work, but sometimes you can't help how you feel. And I'm not really good at poker face. So, um, even with a mask. So I'm definitely just been more like nicer at work and just more grateful for the job that I have and like the clients that I have and like I'm just like instead of being like like sometimes I'll like okay this is the only time that I can really think about was like when I encounter a client that I just know in the past that I've just not really loved and like dealt with like didn't like their vibe whatever reason it was they were cheap whatever it may be I just try to walk into it with like a better like mindset of like okay, well, this is like who I got paired up with. It's not the end of the world. I need the money. Like, I'm just going to like suck it up and just put on like my happy face. And like, if they disrespect me, that's one thing. But if they're just being them and like, you know how they are, then that's just like, just adapt and make do. And that's what I've been doing. So I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job at just like holding back my tongue and like not being such a bitch. So that's been great. And I'm really proud of that for me because honestly, like, if only you guys knew, I really am a bitch. I really am. And I, I, I don't, I'm not, it's not something I'm proud of by any means, but I just can't help it if that's how I am. So I've definitely been working on just being a lot nicer to strangers that don't necessarily deserve my bitchy attitude, you know, but don't get me wrong, I'll definitely give attitude to who deserves it, but it's exhausting being mean. Like, that is something I've noticed. Like, it's just, it's just more peaceful to be nice. It, you can definitely tell a difference. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Um, so that has been really cool to kind of realize. 
Um, I will say I did struggle on my trip just a little bit because um, many of you know me in person and you know what I look like and you know that I'm not like super skinny, mini, cutesy, like just, you know, not, I'm not 80 pounds and cute and small. Um, and that is something that I really struggled with. And you guys know this, we've talked about it before, like body image issues is always going to be a thing for me. It will forever be a thing for me. In any case, like in whatever future I have, if like in five years, I'm like super fit and like, you know, subjectively society acceptingly beautiful, I'm still going to feel like shit about myself. And that's just something that is like self-love related. It's not really like reaching a certain image and like feeling like you finally like, you know, achieved a goal, like achieved a level. I don't know if that makes sense. (sighs) What I'm trying to say is that my family, like any other foreign family, um, in like generally speaking, not every family is obviously like this. Um, but my family kind of, you know, bugged me about my weight a little bit, said that I'm, you know, a little bit on the thicker side, a little better on the heavier side. And, um, my family did push me into doing some, uh, weight loss practices while on my trip. And it was starting to take up most of my days. Like it was like a a thing that occurred every other day that I had to go in for. And I'd have to like sit there for like three, four hours at a time. I will not go into detail about what they did only because I just don't feel super comfortable with it. But all, all you need to know is it was very unconventional and it was very like mentally very draining for me. And just super, like, um, it was just super sad because, like, the lengths that my family would go through to, like, um, sorry, I so did not expect to get emotional. I'm so sorry if I cry. But I was not expecting my family to go through such great lengths to make me look so different. And that was really hard for me to... Except because I know it's not because they think I'm like not beautiful or something like that. It's just for them, if I was just like 25, 20, 25 pounds like lighter, I would be just more beautiful. Like right now, how I viewed it was that I was not good enough. So that was really hard for me to kind of deal with because... I didn't have my friends there and like, you know, like in any case of this happened in like America or like just some instance where I felt like super inferior about my weight. Like I could like just go hit up my friends and like be in their presence and I would feel better about myself because they don't judge me for how I look. So I particularly... Like, it was just, like, ongoing. It was probably, like, three weeks in when I, like, finally told my mom. Because it was a five-week trip. Three weeks in, my mo- I told my mom, I was like, I really cannot do this anymore. Like, I, I'm i doing everything they're telling me. I'm taking the pills that they want. I'm eating the stuff that I'm not supposed to. Like, I'm, I'm doing the food practices they're not, you know, letting me, like... They were like, you can't eat past this time. You have to cut out this and that. And I'm like, I'm on a trip. Like, I want to, like, enjoy my trip. So... I don't say any of this for like, I don't say all of this. I don't say any of this for like hate towards my mom or my family. It's just like, it's just like a Vietnamese family thing. Maybe it's just my mom thing. I don't know. I I just like, I just know other people are dealing with the same family dynamic. So I don't want people to think that it's just because my family is like this. Like I just, I have a lot of friends that also deal with this as well and it's really hard so I particularly had a really hard day and I was like obviously confiding in my friends but it just wasn't like good enough I just I didn't feel like heard and whatever so that was like part of the reason why I didn't love my trip is just because that took up so much of my energy and um yeah 
It wasn't great. Didn't love it. So that's part of the reason why I didn't love my trip. I just didn't get to eat the foods that I wanted and I didn't get to do really what I wanted while I was there because of that. So, but on the bright note, I did get some tattoos that I really wanted and that was great and got to see some sights. But other than that, that was really hard for me to deal with. Um, so yeah. And I, I, I do look forward to going back at some point. But for right now, I'm kind of glad that that trip is over because that was a lot. But I do miss my cousin and I do miss my family. Um, I did celebrate my birthday while I was there because we did go during my birthday, which is great. I haven't celebrated my birthday with my family, I think, in like since the last time I was there, which was 10 years ago. So that was really fun. And um, I think... It was really good because as many of you know, I kind of have daddy issues. Um, we will not dive into that. But my uncles, like my mom's brothers, made it very, um, made it a part of their, like, they made sure that I had a really good birthday. So I have an uncle that lives in the city and I have an uncle that lives in our small hometown. And while I was visiting both, they both like hosted really big events for my birthday, like a really big dinner or something like that, or like went all out with like food and stuff like that. So that was really nice. Um, so yeah, definitely cured. It, it was definitely healing my inner child daddy issues type. So that was really nice. Um, I even like told my friend, uh, shout out to Savannah. Like I didn't, I think because my family lives so far, I never think that they play such a huge role in my life. Like just whatever instance that may be, I don't know. I just think like, I never thought they would play such a heavy role in my life until I was telling her, I was like, I really like want whoever I end up marrying or something like that, if he wants to like propose to me, he definitely have to ask for their blessing. Um, and I thought that was really cool for me to come to that recognition myself because I didn't think they like really mattered to me in that way as much as they do. So yeah, that's really, that was a really nice thing for me to realize about what I wanted. Um, so yeah. Okay. Moving on. The trip was great. It was good. If anyone has any more questions, obviously DM me, text me. Um, let's see. So the guy that I was telling you guys about, um, long story short, we are no longer speaking. Um, it was, it's really sad because I was super excited about him. We had met in the summer. We met on Tinder. <laughs> And I know you guys have listened, if you guys have listened to all of my episodes before, the dating, like online dating experience for me has just been so whack, bro. I mean, I haven't met like any crazy dudes by any means. I just haven't really met anyone like just fit for me. Um, and I was really sad because I really thought he was different. Like he, this would have ended up different. There were a lot of red flags. Okay, like, let me explain. There were a lot of red flags in the very beginning, and I think I just overlooked them because I liked him so much. And I don't know. There's a chance he might listen to this, but I I truthfully do not think he will listen to this. Um, so I don't really feel... Obviously, I'm not going to give any shade. I'm not going to, like, do any of that because I do have a lot of love for him, and I still care about him a lot. Um... But I just, we just didn't want the same things. And I don't know, it kind of just was like one of those things where like I was really hoping it would be different because I invested so much emotionally into this relationship. Um, but let me start from the very beginning. We matched around maybe second week of June. It was honestly like, it was, guys, it was right after I had got my titties done. And I was like, 
I really want to take these babies for a spin because I'm fucking psychotic. And I was like, I want to take these for a spin. And, you know, like, I wanted, like, just a fun little fling. I wasn't looking for anything serious. I wasn't really in the... I wasn't really looking to date. I wasn't looking to just be so, like, settled on somebody. But I wanted, like, some fun. And... I know some of my friends may be listening and are like, Jenny, you're like not the casual person. I can be casual if I wanted to. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to be casual and I I know I could have done it. But here was the thing. I couldn't just match with somebody and hook up with them. That's just not in my cards. That's just not my nature. I can't just hook up with somebody and be like, all right, when am I coming over? I still am that type of person that's like, when we match, I want to like see if our conversation flows, if we have good banter, if we're flirting, if we're like having some like, you know, like some like heat to the conversation. I want like some conversation with some substance and I wanted like a good flirty banter back and forth. I wanted to make sure that I also felt very comfortable with this person and because me being me and like looking the way that I look obviously I'm a little bit bigger I definitely I know guys out there are very fat phobic and I am not trying to run into a man like that so I had to make sure that you know he found me attractive that I found him attractive and it happened it was all those things this guy was like not was it's not like he died he um he's 6'4 which was like amazing but he's like He played football in high school, so he obviously had, like, a nice, like, evenly distributed, like, body weight height to him. He wasn't just, like, tall and skinny. He was, like, tall, pretty, like, dense, a dense dude. And I always liked that type of body type for me. Like, that was always my type just because, like, I wanted somebody that could handle my body, if that makes sense. I'm not saying, like, a skinny guy couldn't. I'm just saying, like... That's just my type, okay, you guys? Like, everybody has a type, and that was mine. That is mine. So, this guy was checking all the boxes for me, guys. He was funny. He was, he can, he, he was a, he was, like, in the process of being, like, he was in, he's in culinary school, so he can cook, and he knowed, he knows so much, he knowed, he knows so much about food, and he's a nerd, which I loved, and, he had very few followers on Instagram, which I also really loved. It was just like all good things. And I could tell he really like valued his family and like his friends and like the people around him. Um, So it was just like all really good things. And like, I liked him for him. It wasn't like anything that there weren't things that, you know, like when you, when you like have feelings for somebody a lot of the times, a lot of people will be like, oh, I like this person, but I changed this about them or that, that, that. There was like nothing I wanted to change about this guy. So I kind of knew like at that point, like, okay, this guy means a lot more to me than I thought, you know. But anyway, let me get let me get back to the story. So we matched in June. We talked for a little bit, cute little banter back and forth. I'm like, okay, like I'm down to hang out with this guy. Like, when is he going to ask me on a date? And he like never asked me on a date. So then I was like, okay, kind of sus. And I didn't know his like full name at this point. So like I couldn't even like look him up on like the internet to be like, okay, is this guy like cavishing me? Is he a freak or what? Um, so we we talked for a little bit and then one of my friends was hosting like this um <clears throat> excuse me, let me um take a water break. Um, one of my friends hosted this little like graduation party for herself and it was in the city. It was in public at like a clubhouse. So I was like, oh my God, perfect. It was the night, like I hadn't even thought of inviting him until like the night of, like I hadn't even thought of it. I was just like talking to him. Right. And then actually on the way to the clubhouse, I asked my friends, I was like, should I invite this guy out? Like worst thing he can do is say no. Um, and I have nothing else to lose. Like, I'm just trying to meet him. And so like, we, um, I asked him if he wanted to come, he could definitely bring a friend if he wanted to. And I was being very polite. I was like, you know what? Like definitely like 
pull up if you can. Obviously, if you can't, that's okay. If you're like coming off work, you just you can just come right here. Um, so he came like post work. He smelled like his job, which was food. And he had, I think he like had his like uniform on and he wore his like, I think kitchen shoes, which were like these heavy duty like boots. So the thing is like, ugh, I hate to, I hate to expose this about myself. <sighs> Who I am as a person. Oh God, I hope I didn't like blow your guys' ear out. Um, but who I like, uh, it's so hard because it's, it's going to make me sound very shallow. I get the ick super easily. You guys know this. Anyone who knows me definitely personally knows this, but I get the ick so fucking quick and I get it over the dumbest shit. Okay. And let me just like tell you, and obviously this is not me giving shade. This is just who like, this is normal human behavior, normal human things. Okay. He's a boy. First of all, he's a cook. Okay. So, you know, like me being in the nail industry, I'm looking at his hands, hands, beautiful, nice size, big nails, a little on the ungroomed side. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that. Use your imagination. And his hair was like greasy, smelled like food. Okay. Shirt was, I think his shirt was clean, but he, you could just tell he came from work. I did not find one thing wrong with this man when he walked through the door. And like the in like the first five minutes of talking to him, and like seeing all of that, and like getting to talk to him and stuff, I found nothing wrong with him because to me, I had already been talking to him for like one to two weeks now. I knew he was funny. I knew he was really comforting, and like it was confirmed when I saw him in person. Like I felt instantly so comfortable, and <clears throat> I. Just thought he was just like the goofiest guy. Like he was funny, just like pre dad joke type person. Like he's he, he he was just so funny, and I had no complaints about that night. I think I laughed more than I talked to him. I definitely laughed more than I talked. I was also like four five shots in before he pulled up because I was super fucking nervous. I had never been so nervous to meet a guy in my entire life. And I was like telling my friends, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, he's pulling up. Guys, he's pulling up. What do I do? Do I tell him to just not pull up? And everyone was being so nice and comforting to me. But I was like, I need the shots and I need them now. Like I need my gray goose like right now. So I down my shots and I'm like waiting for him to pull up. He pulls up and I'm a little buzz. I'm a little tipsy, but I'm definitely like a lot more loose. and I'm a lot more giggly, but I like definitely was like still coherent. Um, oh my God. When I saw him like walk around the corner, guys, he was so beautiful. Six, four, just like walking towards me, just like such a cute, normal person. He wasn't like overly beautiful. Like he just wasn't like anything like, I don't know how to explain it. Like he wasn't like, I think I feel like when I'm describing him, you guys are imagining some like Greek God, like Adonis type like, no, this guy is so, like, in the most respectful way possible, he's so mid, but he, like, to me, he was so cute, he's so cute, and, but, like, from a logical perspective, he is just, like, any other white guy that would, like, walk through the door, but I will say his mom is Hispanic and his dad is white, so he does have a little flavor in his DNA, okay, um, so give me, like, some credit, I did find a guy with some flavor, I try to like the past like guys that I've ever talked to have all had flavor. Yeah, I think. I think so. No, yeah, I think I'm right. <sighs> I'm sure my friends will DM me and say like, no, bitch, you forgot about this motherfucker. No, I'm just going to go with my gut and say that I think everyone I've talked to so far has been has had some flavor. So he he pulls up and so me and him like find like a little spot to hang out at and like all of my friends are gathered on another like side of the room and I I don't know I feel like we talked for maybe like hours but it also felt like minutes and seconds it was so quick and so long at the same time like I laughed so hard that night I don't think I've laughed harder than I have that night with somebody before like that somebody I had just met and felt so instantly comfortable like I had such a good time that night and I think I laughed 
like 90% of the time. He made me laugh so hard. I don't think a guy has ever made me laugh that hard. Um, so that was like super pleasant to know that he could make me laugh in real life just as he could over the phone. And, um, it was really fun. We ended up like going to this club bar thing that all of us would tend to go to. And I didn't think he'd come just cause I knew he got off work and I knew he was hungry. So I was like, you can definitely go home and like rest if you want to. Like, I'm glad you came out. Like, I want you to go home and like find some food. And he just decided to come to the bar too. And that was a very pleasant surprise for me. I was really glad he came and he was like so protective of us at one point because there was like this like crazy person running around outside of the bar just causing a ruckus and his arm was like around us and my friend just making sure that we were okay so overall we had a really good night and I'm so glad he came and I was on cloud nine that night you guys I was on cloud nine I was so into this guy and I like a part of me does regret it because had I not met him that first night I think I would have never gotten to meet him because that was like one of the things was that I think I was the more assertive person in making plans and like making sure we met and stuff like that um but yeah it was really it was really a good night and I don't think neither of us regret it um I will say, like, fast forward to now, we don't talk anymore because I essentially feel like I went through, like, a little bit of a breakup because I was so emotionally invested in this guy. I like to say he wasn't, like, emotionally invested in me, too, but I quite literally don't know. Um, And I'm not saying I don't know in the sense of, like, this felt, like, super one-way, but... I don't know his side of how he feels about me, how I feel about him. Like we've never, I've never had to really in depth ask him and he's always had, um, the running theme was that he was always a little bit more hesitant on expressing how he felt and he's always had an issue with his words, not being able to articulate it as well as I can, um, The only reason I'm being so, like, wishy-washy, I'm being so spotty about how I'm explaining it and, like, being so uh, held back, and I guess you could say, was, is that I am really sad that we don't talk anymore, um, and it still makes me emotional. I think officially, like, like, officially we've we've cut contact for, I mean, I guess not even, maybe like a little over a week, maybe two weeks, almost two weeks. Um, so it's been hard for me to say the least because I was really into this guy and I think you can use your best judgment on what I would like to say how I feel rather than what I'm actually using right now, like the words I'm using. So just use your imagination, okay? I don't want to say it out loud. Um, so it's been really hard for me um, because I feel like I lost a friend and I feel like I lost a huge safety net and I still get really emotional about it. I like will just sometimes think of something or be triggered by like a memory and... I'll just break down and cry. Um, and it's not that I, I want to by any means. It's just, it's just the, it's just how it happens. I don't, healing is not linear and it's not, um, it's not the same every day. So it's just really hard, um, for me. So that is my update on him, is that we don't talk anymore, and I can't sit here and say, like, I I, I am expecting us to talk in the future or something like that. I, I truly don't know what the future holds, so 
you know, you, you guys know I'm always the type of person that's like, well, you never know. Like, you can always, you can always hope. And like, I'm always like trying to be very optimistic for other people. But for myself, I'm never that optimistic. Um, because I feel like I really did like walk away from something that I knew wasn't good for me. Um, if you guys follow, I'm so sorry. I say um so much. If you guys follow me on TikTok, you might have seen me post a photo or two it was like a trend that was like mm, like what's something you've never said or what's something you never got to say or what's something that you wish you said something like that and while I was on my trip a part of the reason why I didn't have the best trip was that I was so stressed out about my relationship with this guy and I didn't know where we stood he was giving me very mixed signals and I also put myself in the position to deal with it because he had communicated with me very early on about like how he wasn't necessarily not that he he necessarily didn't have the time for me for a relationship wasn't emotionally available and I just stuck around because I was I'm an idiot and I just didn't listen to him so I put myself in the position to get hurt really bad because I think subconsciously I was like, he couldn't do that to me. There's no way. Um, and he did. So I like, mind you, I was, mind you, he's also like 22. Like he's the youngest guy I've ever talked to. <laughs> and it's so funny because if you've listened to my older episodes, like, you know, I'm not into younger guys like that. Like I was, I've never been into younger guys. I've always been into guys my age or older. I'm never, I think the oldest guy I talked to, he was like 33. And then the youngest had been like 26. So I, or maybe 24, but it was, it was never someone that was that much younger. So that was different for me. And like, I don't know, a part of me wants to blame it on his age, but also like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, back to the TikTok. If you follow me on TikTok, you know, I posted a excerpt from like a note that I had and on my trip towards like maybe like the last like week and a half. I was going through it so bad because I was like finding myself crying myself to sleep because I was so stressed out about how he might have felt about me. Like, is he going to like want like, you know, just like really stupid stuff. Like, is he going to want me? Is he not going to want me? Is he going to confess his love to me even though he told me he's not ready for it? Just like shit. Like, like I was being so hopelessly like, I was so hopelessly in love. I think that's just, like, the word I can use here. I was so hopelessly into this guy, hopelessly in love. Like, I was just... I mean, I'm already being transparent. I was I was in love with this guy. I really was. There was not one thing I wanted to change about him. I was so ready to implement him into my life. And I had I had gotten to learn about his family dynamic and like where he came from and like what you know traumatic things that he had gone through to make him the way that he was and I'm so sorry if I get emotional again but I had never found myself caring about somebody so much in that way and it really freaked me out because I wasn't getting it in return so I was like, is this how it's going to be? Like, am I just going to be like so into this guy and he's just not going to reciprocate it back? And I was like, so, so down bad, you guys. Like my, like, this is going to sound so sad, but like my five-year-old cousin was like sleeping in my bed with me because she loved to have like sleepovers with me. And she like, you know, she wanted to just sleep with me. And I was, like, totally fine with that. And then, like, I had to... I was, like, crying, like, t myself to sleep. And I was, like, trying so hard not to cry loud so that she couldn't hear me. Like, it had gotten to that point. So I was really, like, 
I was so, I was so over it, you guys. I was like, I'm so sick of this feeling. And like, prior to my trip, I had already cried about our situation a handful of times. And I thought I was over it. And I thought I was going to go on my trip. Like, I'm just not going to worry about him. I'm going to like, talk to him when I get back into town. And of course, on my trip, we talk like almost every day, almost every other day or something like that. I mean, we talked a lot. Like we, we talked consistently on my trip. I, I can't say all the conversations were ever like super thought provoking by any means, but we did talk a lot and it was, it would just be like the, my point in telling you is that we were still in contact on my trip, like point blank period. We were still in contact and that probably shouldn't have happened because it took away it took away at me mentally from being present with my family which is not something that I wanted um but at the time I just wanted any reason to talk to him so that was you know hard real like looking back that's that's just what it was so coming back I really wanted to like get some clarity so I asked to like hang out with him and like just kind of like talk in person talking in I thought talking in person would help but honestly talking in person wasn't any better I feel like me and him do better on our phones or something like that just because we have more time to think about what we want to say um, and like just being with him in person, I still was just nervous cause I was excited to see him and he, he made me like, whatever. He just, whatever, you know, you know, if you know, you know. So I, I kind of figured, I kind of like figured out that I kind of came to the conclusion, I guess, that he didn't know what he wanted. He didn't know what he wanted with me because I don't know. I don't know if I want to dive into that necessarily just because like then I'd have to dive into this and dive into that. Moral of the story is this was just a really classic case of someone who hasn't healed from their past relationship who wanted to have his cake and eat it too because I was giving him all of the emotional validation and support that he could have wanted in anybody and I was going way above and beyond past my comfort not past my comfort, but past what I should have done as just like a friend for him. And I was so ready to cater to him that I did not even like think twice about my own well-being. So, sorry, you're burping. But I just was like super, I was just super down bad. So I didn't get to say all the things that I needed to say to him that night. And so... After us meeting up, meeting up after I got back from my trip, I still feel like he didn't fully understand or he just didn't really like know what was good for me, even though he should have, because knowing how I felt, he shouldn't have talked to me the way he did like weeks after that. So at this point, this was probably like early October and early October to pretty much like two weeks ago, which was like pretty much like a month in, a month post our little hangout that we were just having really like, I had put myself in the position of like, okay, yeah, like I'll still be friends with you. I'm over you, quote unquote, like I'm down to be friends, all that kind of stuff. Like I really thought I could do that because I wanted to. I didn't want to be this person, like this guy had like this guy had really bad abandonment issues and I didn't want to like be another person that abandoned him in his life. That was never my intention. I intended to keep him around for a long time, even if we didn't work out as friends or as like a relationship. But I knew at the very end at that point that my feelings were getting in the way of how I was um, as a friend and I don't know. I just, I couldn't do it to myself, you guys. There's a lot of things I can put myself through. And that was like one of the things that I, I couldn't like. 
(laughs) Being around there for him in that way that I was, I was abandoning myself in the process of it by not abandoning him. And so it was really one of those things where I had to pick me or him. And I I ended up choosing me. And that was a really hard decision. But he had sent, like, we had this thing where, like, we would always, like, send funny memes back and forth and just, like, relatable stuff and, like, things like that. And there was this one meme that he sent that triggered our little breakup, if you will. He had sent something. It was, like, it was a tweet. And it had said something like, forget online dating. Something along the lines of, like, forget online dating. I'm just going to find a girl that knows how weird I am and is wanting to stick around for that whatever it was something like that and I just honestly like I know his intention wasn't bad but also at the same time it just felt like a slap in the face it felt like he was dangling this thing in front of my face like I want a girlfriend just not with you and just knowing how I felt because there was never a time when he should have questioned how I felt about him I always like bought it up time and time again like yeah I, I like you still into you like I don't know why but I still am kind of one of those things and it was just like I was okay with being friends with him if he didn't cross boundaries in that way and that was crossing a boundary for me because I'm okay with us having regular conversations very platonically I can do that but if you constantly send me stuff that triggers like dating or like like giving me hope in a sense I guess you could say that was when I was like I've had enough so after that I kind of was just like I need to be honest with you and I kind of said all the things that I ended up wanting to say to him from my trip um in my like long page note because I had written up like a nine page like note thing like you know like nine full phone screen pages like nine of them in my phone about what I wanted to say to him and that night I only ended up getting to say like a couple things that made him feel good about himself catered to him it wasn't not all of it but you know I did say like I don't think you know what you want I think you don't really know like anything about what you want and that messes up like how you deal with boundaries shit like that but this time I actually said like you know, like you made me, you make me feel like shit. Like, how, like even though I really like you, and you make me feel like valued and seen at the same time, you make me feel like shit, and you make me feel pathetic, and you put me in a position where I feel like so beneath you sometimes. Um, I will not dive too much into that, but if you can use your imagination, that's kind of where it was going. And, you know, he heard me. He. And I did apologize because I was like, I didn't mean to spring this onto you now, but we, the conversation just ultimately led to this. And this is why I'm saying what I'm saying. Because he had like, because prior to me sending my longer message, he said like, I want you to feel comfortable with me. I, I, I know it's hard. I know I want you to feel comfortable with me, but I know I made it really hard for you. I'm like, yeah, no shit. You do make it really hard. So I said what I said and. He took two days to respond and he was like, hey, not ignoring you, but just like kind of letting you know, like, I want to make sure I have like the right response for you that in a way that you like understand or, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. I was just waiting for you to give me your answer. So that's fine. Um, And... And then two days later, he actually, three days later, three late, three days later, he said something like he had mentioned how his mental health wasn't great and how he mentioned that like that night that we had met up after my trip, that he does confuse his boundaries a little bit. And that's where he struggles with it because he just doesn't know what he wants And he said he would want to, like, he said he would fix that for me and, like, fix that for himself and, like, you know, whatever. It was just kind of giving, like, I've heard this before. And after waiting for four days, that wasn't the response that I was expecting because 
And the thing is, I wasn't expecting a response like, Jenny, I like you too. Let's be together. That is not what I'm saying that I was expecting, by the way. I was expecting a response that didn't, that validated that how I felt was how I felt. So he didn't mention anything about making me feel bad. He didn't mention anything about how, like, I don't know, like, this is getting a little personal, but whatever. We're already, we're already getting into it. Like, I, I had met this guy in June, okay? Early June. And by November, like, 5th, in that time period that we've, like, you know, just, like, talked, just talked, okay? We had only ever had one date back in, like, like, early July, And I had to kind of, like, force it out of him. I don't want to say force because you're going to think I'm crazy. But I literally, like, told him, I was like, you make me feel like hanging out with me is a chore. To which he responded, hanging out, I don't, I don't view you as your, I don't view you as a chore. I don't view hanging out with you as a chore. So I'm like, okay, so then prove it. Because you make me feel like me asking you to hang out is a chore. Like, you make me feel like I'm a chore. And he was like, no, you're not a chore, I promise. So then I was like, okay, so prove it. So we hang out and it was just like, I had fun because like we learned a lot about each other that night and stuff like that. But logistically speaking, his phone died before we got to meet up. And so I was just in my car waiting for him to hit me up. It was, I think I waited in my car for like 45 minutes to an hour waiting for him to tell me like where to go. And it was just like, really, like, really, dude. You know, and I was just like, Ugh, like I'm already out and I really wanted to see him. Obviously, this showed you how much I liked him because I was like ready to meet up with him regardless of, you know, that he was like literally like his phone died and he didn't really like wasn't attentive, didn't really prioritize me. So we had we only ever that had that one date, that one car date. We ended up just hanging out in the car and I think we saw each other like two times after that because he had picked me up because I needed a ride home and then like I think like another time I'm not quite sure I don't know I don't know I I can tell you like I can count on like my five fingers that we've only met like that many times in the five months that I've like talked to him And so our relationship was solely like over the phone texting. Okay. And we don't have like really the same texting. We don't have the same humor per se. Like a lot of the times we will miscommunicate, misread the tone. Like, you know, when you just like, you don't have the same, you just don't know somebody's tone. So like it ends up being miscommunication. He tells me that that night that we met, when I came back from my trip that he had an epiphany about me and I was like oh my god what is this epiphany that you had about me on my trip okay like I was so curious and he said I just don't think we're compatible and I was like that's so funny because I personally did really think that we were compatible I don't know I I personally really thought we were compatible because I had made this mistake in the past there was a guy that I liked a while ago early summer that I said, I think we're really compatible. Like, in my head, I had said that. Um, and then he rejected me very kindly. And he said, I don't think we're that compatible. And to which I was like, you know what? You're actually right. And looking back, we were not that compatible. Platonically, we are very compatible. Like, as friends, great. A lot of, like, mutual respect. But that was about it. This guy, my summer guy, I genuinely thought we were very compatible. I thought our communication, like, over, like, in person was great. Like, our banter, our flow, our, like, just vibe. We were just vibing. And, like, I don't know. Like, the you know when a conversation is just easy? Like, someone's just easy to talk to. That's how I felt. So I, I, can, I consider that compatible because we, I don't think we ever got into, like, I'm, I think I'm just one of those people that, I'm always down to learn what the other person is into because uh, me as an individual, I'm not into a lot of things that a lot of people are into. I just like what I like, okay? I'm always like down to like learn about what my boyfriend or partner is like really into and stuff like that. So for me, compatibility means like 
good conversation, good ebb and flow, good vibes, like easygoing, comfortable, in each other's presence type of thing. And that's how I felt like we were. And so for him, I don't really know what he considered what compatibility was because I know everybody has a different version of compatibility. I know I've always talked, I've, I've also talked about this on the podcast about what compatibility is versus chemistry. And I think in the past, I've definitely talked about how compatibility is like, would you guys like compromise on like um, hobbies and interests and like, would you guys be keen to learning about what each other are into? And that's how I felt like I was with this guy and I thought that's how he was with me too because we have we are definitely into some very different things but we're also very like like I'll just give you an example I am super into astrology everybody knows this this guy not so much he thinks it's a bunch of freaky stuff like he does not believe in that type of stuff and at one point but he was very respectable uh, respectable he was very respectful respectful about how he didn't believe in it and he was like if that's what you are into and that's what you like then you know like I'm gonna I will support it and I was like that's great as long as you just don't make me feel like shit about it and he's also into some very questionable stuff that I was like hmm interesting but like obviously I'm not gonna be like that's stupid that's lame you're stupid for being into that like I never was like that because that's not how I felt so I thought that was like how we both mutually felt but Hey, maybe I'm wrong. So fast forward to the night that we hung out, okay? Now that you know we've had one date and like a couple handful of like interactions, but most of our relationship was like over the phone, cyber texting, sometimes occasional phone calls, but nothing more than that. Tell me why he says, I don't think we're compatible after literally only going on one date with me and like talking to me on the phone, like over text. And then there was a point in our conversation, because at that point I was like, oh, interesting. Huh. Like I was really digesting what he said, okay. And then we had a little bit of a miscommunication when we were talking in person because he was at my house. And I kind of stopped him in the middle of his, convers- his little sentence. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is this what you mean by you don't think we're compatible? And he said, yeah. And guys, it was literally just a case of miscommunication. Like he just didn't hear what I said. And so he thought I said something else. And then I said, no, this is what I said. This is what I meant when I said this. So he mistook like different communication styles and obviously hearing loss as like a lack of compatibility. And so I was literally like, that's so unfair for you to say that. And so I had said that to him in this message. I was like, I don't think it's fair that you came to the, to that conclusion if that's how you felt because you gave me one late date. You know what I mean? So like at this point, hopefully you guys can understand where my like kind of frustration was coming from with him. I obviously respected if that's how he felt about me, then that's how he felt. But I, I would like to think that my intuition never steers, steers me wrong. It never had before. And so what what was different about this time nothing so I totally went with my intuition and I was like I just think it's funny that you you know what I mean I just I don't know my intuition never steers me wrong so I was like I was just really taken aback so anyway that is what happened thus far and that is what has happened it's like that's it I had tried to walk away multiple times like even in the summer like before I got like really invested because like in the the thick of it was probably like July was when I was like I was really into this guy like all of July I was so into this guy and but it was before I like gotten fucking crazy okay I was like I think you're using me as a distraction I think you should I don't think we should be talking anymore if like you can't give me what I want. Like I'm okay with walking away and we can figure this out another time if you are like in the future when you're like looking for something and I'm looking for something and it's the same thing, then hit me up. But right now I'm kind of looking for someone that can give me like what I need and what I want right now. And he was always like, I want to make this work with you. You've given me so much like of your time and energy and I want to be able to give you that in return. And I'm like, okay, so then do it, do it, like prove it to me then. And so he was always just full of like, I will, I will, like I promise I'll do da 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 And then he just never fulfilled those promises for me. 
And I was just holding on to nothing. So that was like really the gist of it. And I, so that was like one of my examples of like, I, I, I had tried to like take myself away and I was like, okay. So then like time after time, time and time again after that, I had tried to walk away and I did, and it did, it just didn't happen. And so I don't want people coming at me and being like, girl, you didn't walk away. I was like, no, I tried. I literally told him, I was like, I'm walking away. Like, I don't, if you can't give me what, what I want, then I'm, 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 I'm okay with us not talking anymore. Like this is, I don't have to, we don't have to do this. And so he breadcrumbed me. It was a classic breadcrumbing situation. Breadcrumbed me enough just to keep me around. And so looking back, I was really disappointed in myself because I should have just like stuck with my gut at the time and like just like left when I could have. So yeah, fast forward to now. We are not talking and I'm really sad about it. I still kind of cry about it from time to time and he is the only guy to ever make me cry other than my father. Um, but he's the only guy like romantically that's ever been able to make me feel those things. And I don't know. I, it's just, this is a very personal, intimate thing. And obviously I'm okay with talking about it because that is the whole point of being someone with a podcast is that you're okay with speaking about the things that you're going through and your personal life experiences and part of me feels like it's so stupid to talk about something like this because it's not like we ever dated officially or anything like that. But just because we didn't have the label, I really do feel like we went through a little bit of a breakup. Um, and it hurts is all I can say. I even tried to talk to somebody new. We had a whole date planned and everything like that. The date didn't even work out and I wasn't even upset about it. Like, okay, I just wasn't like in the, I'm just not in the, I'm just, I was not in the position to be meeting someone new. I'm definitely not, I've definitely not moved on, but I'm working on it and in due time I will be okay. And you know, we're getting better. Oh, good Lord. You know, we're getting better every day, but every day is a little different. Every day will look different and feel different, but progress is progress regardless of how it looks on the outside so anyway if anyone's going through any type of heartbreak right now I am with you any break breakup is a breakup don't let anyone invalidate that and uh, we'll get through it together it's okay it's good for character development I guess and it's I never regret the experiences that I go through I definitely take them with me into the relationship that I'm going into next and hope that I handle it differently. Um, so yeah, I definitely don't wish any ill will on him. I hope he's doing okay. And I fight the urge every day to text him and ask him how he's doing. Today was the first day that it snowed um, here and he loves the snow so I know that definitely made him happy um we still have each other on social media so I did see on his like story that he was like so excited about it but I was driving back from Tulsa today and I noticed that it snowed and I was like I know he's so happy right now that it's snowing um I hope I can get to a point where like I don't think about those little details about him anymore and think about like, oh, he'd like this song or, oh, he'd find this really funny or I should send him this meme. This is like so him. I hope I can get to that point where I don't have to think about that for him anymore. Um, but for right now, I'm just going to be present with my feelings and make room for them. Obviously, they're going to stay for a while. And um, yeah, but I am... On like happier notes, like I know that sounds so depressing, but it's just how I feel, you guys. It's just, it's nothing to be super, it doesn't have to be sad if I don't let it be. Like this is, I'm very proud of that I can feel the way that I feel and I'm very proud that 
I have the capacity to feel this way for somebody who doesn't feel the same way about me. I can't, um, I'm excited for the day that I can feel this and more for somebody who will reciprocate that for me. So that is on the bright side, you know. Um, I have a Friendsgiving coming up soon, which I'm very excited about. I went antique shopping in Tulsa this weekend and I found beautiful wine glasses. I definitely want to talk about that in the next podcast episode because they were so fun. And I want to talk about tablescapes. I know the guys that are listening to this are probably like, girl, we don't care. But it's my podcast, so I don't care. Um... And there are definitely some other topics that I definitely want to talk about, like more about relationships and all that kind of stuff. I have like a whole notes thing. I've written up something this whole summer about like prompts that I wanted to talk about. And um, shout out to my brother, Tony, not my brother, like actually my brother, but like my friend who's like my brother. Tony has sent me some prompts that I should talk about as well. So I'm definitely going to do that. And yeah. This episode was very long, so I'm hoping that you guys had a good time listening to this. This is so long. I'm so sorry. God, I just hit the mic. I'm so sorry. I hope this makes up for lost time. I'm definitely going to be back next week, so count on a new episode next Monday. But for right now, I'm going to say bye, and I hope you have a good rest of the week. And I hope you had a really good Thanksgiving. Educate yourself on the actual history of Thanksgiving, please. And yeah, okay, bye.